When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. League of Wonder, a Glisten Plus production. Episode 5, Race to the Roof. Hurry, this way! Lulu moved for the steps as I looked over to see the weasel with the eye patch standing on the outside sill of the landing's window. The weasel was trying to snake her tail through a narrow gap between the panes, her single green eye narrowed with anger. The weasel gang are a crafty bunch. If they once it gets in, they'll find a way. To the second floor. Lulu bounded up the stairs, taking three at a time. I had to vault up each one like I was climbing a dozen tiny mountains. Behind, I could hear the weasels scratching at the windows and door. I need to find Dorothy. Do you know anyone who might know where Watson has taken her? I would have said to go visit Phileas Fogg, but he left four days ago on a trip around the world. I suppose you could hang around until he returns, but according to his estimates, that won't be for at least another 76 days or so. I can't wait that long. What if Dorothy's in danger? You're a protector, just like me. It's a dog thing. On the second floor was an elegant kitchen with brass pots hanging from the ceiling and a coal black stove in the hearth. The only food smell, though, was coming from a clay bowl on the floor. There's a chap. Dorian Gray. He lives on the edge of town, but he doesn't do much except stare at this painting on his wall. And then there's Mr. Griffin, but I haven't seen him around much lately. Or at all, for that matter. He's been practically invisible since his latest experiment. Lulu ran into the adjoining sitting room. Large velvet chairs sat beside a bookcase filled with leather-bound volumes. The gas lamps were cold and unlit. The room was just as empty as the kitchen. Where are all the people who live here? Away on holiday. I'm watching over the house while they're gone. They give me a lot of responsibility around here. I was nearly out of breath, but Lulu was already ascending the next flight of stairs. I wheezed, trying to keep pace. Uh, We have to give this compass to someone who knows what to do with it. We can't let the other slipper fall into the wrong hands. A slipper? It has powerful magic. It can create tornadoes and transport you to anywhere in the world with a single wish. Suddenly, an idea popped into my head. The slippers! They could take me to Dorothy. I have to find them myself. By the time I reached the third story landing, Lulu had already entered a room just down the hall. I looked inside to see that it was a nursery. There was a small wooden bed near the bay windows with the letter W carved on the headboard. A crib was near the door with the letter J on it. This is where the darling little ones sleep. When they leave for even one night, I miss them terribly. The master thinks I dote on them even more than their own nana. Lulu hurried over to a nightstand in the far corner of the nursery. She pulled open a drawer and removed a small leather pouch tied with string. The screech sent shivers down my back. I turned to see that the sound had come from the bedroom bay windows. A pair of weasels had climbed their way up to the nursery and were trying to break in with their claws and teeth. Lulu held the pouch between her black lips. 
There's a broken window in the ladies' dressing room. The weasels will find their way inside soon. Lulu charged out of the nursery and ran for the stairs heading up. Where are you taking me? The roof. At the top of the stairs, Lulu and I reached a window. Lulu unlatched it and leaped onto the slanted roof. I could hear the weasels knocking over lamps and tossing drawers one floor down. They've gotta be here somewhere! The weasel with the gold teeth scurried onto the third floor landing and spotted me just as I was about to follow Lulu onto the roof. Chief! I found him! Then grab him! It was my turn. I dashed through the window onto the roof. Four stories up, the chill London air was enough to make my teeth chatter. The fog was so dense that I could see hardly anything, neither the moon in the sky nor the ground below. I could just about make out Lulu, who was standing on the flat peak of the roof a few yards above me. I scampered up beside her. If you're planning on leaping from rooftop to rooftop, I think you should know that I'm not much of a jumper. There are even some couches I can't get onto myself. You're going to have to trust me. Because if you thought I was a little crazy before, you definitely won't know. What are you talking about? Down below, the first three weasels had slipped through the window and onto the clay roof tiles. They spotted Lulu and I immediately. The weasel with the green eye bared her teeth, her waistcoat's purple trim glistening against her oily black fur. Why make this difficult? Just give us the compass. The other weasels let out angry growls as they began to climb. Lulu opened the small leather pouch she had taken from the nursery with her teeth. I was surprised when a ray of moonlight seemed to emerge from the opening. I've seen a boy do this once before, but I've never tried it myself. Lulu tossed her head, and a dash of shimmering yellow dust flew from the small leather satchel, coating her fur from head to tail. She looked like a bumblebee after a long day of flower diving. And now, we're going to fly. You know we're dogs, not pigeons, right? The weasel with the gold teeth was quickly approaching the top of the roof when suddenly, Lulu's fur began to vibrate. I could see now that every fleck of the yellow dust that was coating her fur, each no bigger than a flea, had its own set of wings. Then, all of the flecks began flapping in unison. Lulu jumped into the air. Her paws left the rooftop, and they didn't come back down. She was floating above the chimneys. Yeah! I'm coming for you, Kip! Lulu swooped down and sprinkled some of the powder on my back. I looked back to see the weasels were charging toward me. Jump, Kip! Let your hearts lead you! I couldn't be sure if it was fear or the chill air, but my feet felt frozen to the ground. I can't do it! You can! Just jump! I couldn't make the leap, but I could run especially away from the gold-toothed weasel whose claws were nearly around my ankles. I ran toward the edge of the roof, Lulu flying alongside. I was rapidly approaching the four-story drop. I've almost got him! <laughs> ah! I swore that at that moment, if I survived this adventure, I would never make friends with the Newfoundland again. Think happy thoughts! It's hard to do right now! Try! I kept running as images of Dorothy flashed in my mind. I was moving so fast it felt as if my feet weren't even touching the ground any longer. I looked down, and I realized that they weren't. 
I was floating five stories above the cobblestone street. Lulu zipped in a circle above me. You did it! I did it! I looked back at the rooftop, prepared to stick my tongue out with victorious glee. Instead, I saw the weasel with the eye patch being spun in a circle by her gold-toothed companion like a hammer about to be tossed. The gold-toothed weasel released his grip, and the eye-patched weasel came soaring right toward me. Where do you think you're going? I didn't know what to do. I'd been flying for no more than 30 seconds. I certainly didn't know how to perform a mid-air dodge. The weasel slammed into me and latched on tight. The impact sent both of us tumbling through the air. My attacker was relentless. She clawed her way up to the golden tube hanging from my collar as we spun out of control toward a row of chimneys puffing soot and smoke. Get him! Lulu came soaring down like a hawk protecting her young. She plucked the weasel off me and flung her into the air. The weasel dropped onto a rooftop, rolled to the lip and barely caught herself before plummeting. But I spiraled downward too. Paws over head over paws, heading right for the chimneys. There was no dirt for my claws to scrape, nothing for me to bite down on. How could I stop myself? Then I heard again Lulu's words in my head. Let your heart lead you. Could it be that easy? What other choice did I have? I created a picture in my head. Dorothy's smiling face and her hands stretched out. I could almost hear her voice. You, Kip. Then, a moment before impact, I felt my body soar. I'd been floating before, but now I was flying. I corkscrewed upward like a kingfisher before a dive. Then I weaved and bobbed just as I had seen the larks do every spring after the winter snow melted. With a gentle tilt of my head, I swept a wide circle around the roof of 221A Baker Street. I zipped past the furious weasels and teased them with a wag of my tiny tail. The gold-toothed weasel called out to me from below. The king won't stop! Not until he gets that slipper! His voice faded away as I flew up to Lulu's side. Are you alright? Thanks to you! What is this stuff on me? A fairy and a young boy left it behind for my darling girl, along with the note. It said that the pouch was filled with the pollen from a neverwood blossom, and that a single dash with a willful heart could lift you off your feet. I hid it from her, tucked it behind the winter socks she never uses. I couldn't have my little girl fly away to who knows where. Well, it's a good thing you kept it. Thank you again for everything. Well, you're not getting rid of me yet. With Sherlock gone, you'll need someone else to figure out how to use that compass. If you think you can, please be my guest. <laughs> me? There's tons of things I'm good at, but puzzles aren't one of them. You need to speak to someone with that kind of brain. I'm hoping you know one. Not personally, but I know where they hang out a private underground club in central London. It has a long, fancy name, but most animals know it as the Wonder Society. Lulu led me higher into the night sky. For a while, we were flying through a thick gray bank of low-hanging clouds. But then, the clouds parted and 
we were surrounded by light, both above and below. The view was enough to take my breath away. Glorious bridges aglow with gas lamps crisscrossed the dark, twisting river. Spires of great palaces and tall buildings stood like soldiers guarding London from on high. Most striking, though, was an enormous clock tower that rivaled the majesty of the moon itself. It was then that I realized Black Beauty had been right. There was no place more magnificent in the world than London. League of Wonder, starring Donovan Patton as Kip, Makoto M as Lulu, Eric Peterson as Mr. Toad, Brian Stepanek as the Talking Cricket, Robbie Jarvis as Wit, Olive Epstein as Dorothy Gale, Santa Moses as Evelyn Gale, and Matthew McRae as Archie Gale. Written and directed by Adam J. Epstein. Executive produced by Sheila Stepanek and Adam J. Epstein. Edited and mixed by Christopher Sousa. Cover art by Alexander Garcia. Additional voices by Scott Pete, Daphne Bloomer, Michael Nering, Adam Epstein, and Suzanne Hesseloff. League of Wonder is a Glisten Plus production.